We got a young man who wants to share his heart this morning of how God is moving and and changing direction in his focus and his walk. And I'll just let him share what's on his heart. This last Thursday, something happened to me. We, me and Katie, we ended up getting a phone call from our closest friends. They were worried because the tornado that ripped through Alabama ended up taking their home from them. At the time, when they called us, they didn't know it took everything. They called me and Katie and asked us to pray for them. I told them I would. I ended up going on about my day and I didn't pray for hours. Several hours later, I ended up getting a text message from them that showed pictures of destruction around just close to their house. I was sitting there at my kitchen table with Katie and I was about to break down in tears. At that moment, it crossed my mind, I need to pray. And I sat there and I prayed and I spoke to God the most sincere prayer I'd ever prayed in my life. But what I felt is something I couldn't explain. There was moments while I was praying, Katie tried to talk to me. I couldn't answer her. I couldn't turn away from God and quit talking and asking for them to be safe. And I couldn't answer Katie. I couldn't stop. And in the midst of the prayer afterwards, I still couldn't do anything. And at that moment, I seen a person looking at themselves in the mirror, and that person looked back and looked at me. I hadn't been living my life right. I'd been doing a lot of wrong things and going in the wrong directions. But after my prayer, I knew my friends were going to be safe. And I'd felt a comfort and I'd felt a peace I'd never felt before. And the next day, we end up driving down to Alabama to go be with our friends. And throughout the weekend we spent there, even though it was a tragedy to see all the destruction, all I could see was God's love and God's grace and God's mercy. Because even though we're undeserving, we were still alive to be there. And me and Katie, we probably said a total of 40 words to one another throughout the whole weekend because I was there to comfort my friend and she was there to comfort hers. And when we talk on the way home, come to find out Jesus and God was in every single one of our conversations, yet we had never talked to one another about it. And I believe that when we went down there, it was God's plan for us to be there to comfort them. My friend, he told me one thing. He said, if this would have happened to me two years from now, I probably would have resented God for the rest of my life. But at that moment, I was able to talk to him about God. My closest friends, I've never talked to them about the love of Christ before. We never openly discussed it, yet it was in the middle of every single conversation and every single piece. What? That's all I've got wrong. Thank you. 
Let's pray. Father, thank you for changed hearts, changed lives because of that empty tomb. And God, we know that none of us would ever change and ever refocus and redirect without that cross and without that empty tomb. Thank you, God, for giving Jeff and Katie courage and God that they could share and really what's taken place in their walk and their life and their love and how they see things differently because of you being our resurrected Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. You know, it's a great announcement that Sprout made about his wife, and my wife's not pregnant, so <laughs> I don't think, T. That's always good news when we hear our young people talking about the miracle of life showing up and the preciousness of those wonderful babies. And we've got some new babies here today, and that's always good news, isn't it? to see these precious little babies that uh, you mamas get to teach them about the love of Calvary and the love of, cross, of the cross. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verses 12 through 19. <clears throat> but tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? Verse 13, now what I want you to do as I continue reading, I want you to count, see how many words that are spelled I-F. Okay, starting in verse 13. For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. If Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. And if we apostles would all be lying about God, for we have said that God raised Christ from the grave, but that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. Verse 16, and if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. Verse 17, and if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilt of your sins. Verse 18, in that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if your hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone on this earth. I really appreciate Jeff sharing his heart and how God is using him you remember the week before, his favorite mother-in-law was standing up talking about that she was so excited because this family was going to church that day. But she didn't know what God was doing, did she? And the change that's taken place in hearts and in lives. I'm reminded of, of a statement entitled, $3 Worth of God. How many times you and I have just want $3 worth of God? Just sack it up. 
Just sack up about $3 worth of God. Give me a pound of God. That's basically what Jeff was saying. Give me $3 worth. I don't want any ecstasy. I don't want any transformation. I don't want any change of my life. I don't want a new birth. I just want $3 worth. Have you noticed that happening in our lives? When we say we just want $3 worth? And here's a guy that said, I'm tired of the $3 mentality. Of the $3, and you can't count on me, but we've got a resurrected Lord, we've got an empty tomb, we've got a cross. And then we say, give me $3 worth, just a pound. And it's sad when we think that, isn't it? It's really sad when, we ha when our hearts are that way, and then, and then whenever we die, we want more than $3 worth. What's going to be said at your funeral? You know, I have people asking me to preach their funeral. You know what I tell them? Pay up. You know what happens when I say that? They change the subject. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you pay me to preach a funeral. That isn't what I'm saying. But we're living our sermon, we're living that life of a resurrected Lord, aren't we? Amen. You know, if he's dead, if he's dead in the tomb and he, he was resurrected and we know that he was, but am I just giving $3 worth of God? Is, I, is that all I want? Is that all that I desire? And really, how much of that is worth to me? And I'm reminded of a guy by the name of Jack Goodman. I've told you this story again, and I'll tell it again, and I'll tell it again. And Jack Goodman was in the construction business. And nobody knew how, what the name of the company stood for. The name of the company was G&G Construction. But they didn't find out until his plane went down in Lake Michigan, he and two other buddies. And then in the will, they found out the name of his construction company. But every Saturday night when he wrote a check to give to God, he'd write a check for $600. And every time that he'd write that check, in the process of writing that check, Satan was tempting him and saying, Hey, Jack, you can't even make payroll. Jack, you can't pay your bills. Jack, you can't buy. And, he, and Satan would hit him with all that stuff. Jack, you can't. And every time Satan hit him, he tore that check up and doubled it. Every week, he'd tear that check up, almost every week, and he'd double it. His wife didn't know that until they read in the will, G&G Construction stood for God and Goodman Construction. He went in partnership with God from the beginning when he started that business, and he never had to worry about any equipment, never had to worry about a job. He always had the job. He always had the manpower. always had people working, and he continued to keep them working because who was he in partnership with? That's why he could tear that check up. Just give me $3 worth, God. Just a pound. No life change. That's why I carry a cross in my pocket. A simple reminder of me of the fact that I'm a Christian, no matter where I may be. Amen. This little cross is not magic, nor is it a good luck charm. 
It isn't meant to protect me from every physical harm. It's not for identification for all the world to see, simply an understanding between my Savior and me. So when I put my hand in my pocket and I bring out a coin or key, the cross is there to remind me of the price he paid for me. It reminds me, too, to be thankful for my blessings day by day and to strive to serve him better in all that I do and say. It's also a daily reminder of the peace and comfort I have with all those who know my master and give themselves to his care. So I carry a cross in my pocket reminding no one but me that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life, if only I'll let him be. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for resurrecting your Son. And God, moving in our lives where we are changed people, where we really make the commitment of honoring you, and God, how we so often have been flippant and take for granted just what we're doing right now, getting to pray. And that Lord's Supper, that sprout, reminded us of that empty tomb and how we can dwell on the resurrected Lord every day and how we're blessed God, don't let us get bogged down in what's going on in the world, but get bogged down on what you're doing today with us in our circles that we get to influence another soul to spend eternity with you, Father. And God, I'm reminded, as Sprout mentioned, just being with a family that uh, lost their loved one and how different it is to be with a family when they are Christians and then being with families that are not Christians, how tough that is because there's no hope, no hope. Thank you, Father, for giving us hope, and thank you for giving us everlasting life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If we can encourage you this morning, please come as we stand and sing.